shame, anger, loneliness, fear. These jostle with a desire to escape, to get some relief for your conscience. Hi, I'm Richard Fox from Messages of Hope. Have you ever felt trapped in your own thoughts and feelings, regrets and failings? It can be a lonely place. It can feel like you're sinking in a black hole with no way out. Today, Noel Dew wants to encourage you that there is a way out. You've probably heard of a black hole. Who hasn't? Star Trek's full of them. And you've probably heard all of the black hole jokes, like what happens in a black hole stays in a black hole, or black holes really suck, or something a little bit more sophisticated, black holes are where God divided by zero. They're mysterious. What is a black hole? Well, the answer's easy to say, but it's hard to understand. It's a region of space-time so dense that nothing entering it escapes, not even light, hence the name. It's black. It's a black hole. And in black holes, all the normal laws of physics don't apply. They all break down and become nonsensical. In sci-fi fantasies, black holes are portals for time travel or wormholes that let you get into parallel universes. But even though we can't use them for any of these things, they are still deeply puzzling. Astrophysicists, which I'm not, tell us they're marked by an event horizon, the point of no return. Anything being drawn over the event horizon becomes utterly invisible to us. So black holes consume planets and stars and whole galaxies, but we can't see them. Nothing escapes. Nothing. There's a black hole at the centre of our galaxy, the Milky Way. It's a big one too. It's a supermassive black hole. It's so big and so dense, the whole galaxy revolves around it, just like our solar system revolves around the sun. And if we were ever to be drawn over its event horizon, we'd be crushed into an infinitely dense mass, and our mass would add to its power. On the cross, Jesus entered into a moral black hole. It was an event so out of the ordinary and so strange that all our normal ways of thinking don't apply. We can't comprehend it. He crossed an event horizon that we can't even approach. When we think about Jesus' suffering on the cross, we're often drawn to the physical pain. Yes, the torture before the crucifixion was brutal, and the crucifixion itself even more so. But to be frank, lots of people were crucified back then, and many of them lingered longer and suffered more deeply than Jesus. Sometimes the soldiers would break people's legs just to make them die faster. But when they came to do that to Jesus, they were surprised. He had already died. His physical suffering lasted about six hours. Some crucified men lived for days. So the physical side of the suffering isn't what's really important, and it's certainly not my focus. If you or I could be helped by physical sufferings, we wouldn't need Jesus' cross. 
we've got plenty of physical suffering to go around. You're listening to Messages of Hope. Feel free to like our Facebook page at Messages of Hope. That's Facebook Messages of Hope. Today, Noel Jew has been talking about black holes and how they may give us a small glimpse of what Jesus went through on the cross. Jesus' cross was a spiritual black hole, not a physical one. He went to a place that no human being has ever been before or since. He alone could do it, and he alone had to do it. No one else could help us. Why? Well, because of what that cross did. The cross doesn't represent something like self-sacrifice or noble courage. Jesus actually did something on the cross, or to put it differently, God did something in Jesus. Put simply, Jesus became all the wickedness, evil and pollution of the world. He was the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. The Bible tells us he was made sin for us and that he became the curse for us. Now, these are short words, but they're enormous statements. Jesus was entering a place that only he could go, since only he could take all the evil onto his own shoulders. Let me try to explain. What happens when you feel guilty? Well, you'll feel lots of emotions, all tangled up together. You'll feel shame, anger, loneliness, fear, and these jostle with a desire to escape, to get some relief for your conscience, uh, to justify yourself. And in a small way, and to a tiny extent, we then experience what it means to bear our sins and our failures in our own body. We experience that emotional turmoil as we experience the guilt of our sin. But it's only partial, since we don't have a pure heart or a clean conscience as Jesus had. The effect of it for us is muted, and for us, we escape. We use some means to justify ourselves, or we numb the pain by entertainment or distraction, or we drink to forget. But imagine, if you can, what it must have been like for Jesus, for him to pass over that event horizon on the cross where he became our sin, where his pure heart, his perfect mind, his unsullied conscience were drawn down, ever down, deeper down into the pollution of our evil thoughts and our petty wickedness and our hateful deeds. We can't go there. Like the deepest recesses of a black hole, it's a singularity. There's nothing like it. Yet it swallowed him alive. And he fought with might and main as it swallowed him. We didn't see that. No one saw it. Not even his mother Mary standing at the foot of the cross. She and the rest saw him just hanging on the timbers. He didn't get down to fight. He couldn't. He didn't move. But in reality, he was descending into the darkest recesses of the moral universe. He was plunging into the densest, supermassive black hole that ever was. He was penetrating our deepest hearts. 
And there he used all of his moral energy and all of his spiritual strength to find every bit of sin and evil and wickedness in the whole race and to allow himself to experience it all. And so his mind was tormented, his conscience was accused, his spirit was stretched to the breaking point, and he cried out in his mother tongue, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why did you forsake me? He entered into the pit of hell. He went into the deepest abyss of evil, beyond the event horizon out of our sight and he felt the loss cut off from God his father utterly removed from the comfort of the spirit he was abandoned up to our evil given over to our sin and all the hordes of hell rode on his shoulders none of us ever under any circumstances could have done it nor will we be abandoned in that way He was abandoned so that we might never be. But he did what none of us can. The light shone in the darkness and the darkness didn't overcome it. He alone, of all people for all time, could emerge from that place. In his moral purity, his utter holiness, his unremitting trust of God, he took all of that filth and pollution into himself and somehow he overcame it. We don't know how that happened. Looking at Jesus' work on the cross is like looking at an iceberg. We only see a small fraction of his agony, and the rest is hidden from view. It's in the deep, deep darkness. But what we do know is that he did it, and that trusting that he did it makes all the difference to us. If he didn't go there, we couldn't trust him. The game would be up. Evil would have won. But he did go there, so we can trust him. And trusting him means that we'll never, ever be abandoned. Not ever, because he was abandoned there for us. The black hole of his cross means light and life for you and for me. Like I said, the normal laws of physics don't apply. You've been listening to Messages of Hope. For more about what Jesus has done for us when he faced the black hole of the cross, go to messagesofhope.org.au where you can order a free booklet, Reasons to Believe. Jesus is real and he will never abandon you. For your free booklet, Reasons to Believe, go to messagesofhope.org.au or call 1-800-353-350. That's 1-800-353-350. I'm Richard Fox, a pastor of the Lutheran Church, where love comes to life. I hope you can join us next week when we talk about science. Can we have faith in science and faith in God?